0: I like to make a PSA. There's been lots of flooding because of the snow melt in, uh I guess it's Whatcom County and through like the Northwest because of the snow melt and the the flooding in homes. Down in South Park where I live, uh, it's very bad there because all the tree removal. And so, yeah, just use sandbags and other stuff to like to try to keep the floodwaters down. Um, All right, that's it for that. Um, What I'm going to talk to you about tonight, a couple different subjects, um, one being flooding in general and the other one being uh, wages during the pandemic. Um, So let's continue on with flooding. Um, Flooding is something that costs our country and the world a lot of, Money and as far as repairs, um, where I am down in South Park, we have been talking to King County uh, a long time about the uh, lack of preparedness that the King County has put forth. Regardless of us talking to them and making noise about, it for like the last three to four decades, it'd have to. Some, some, something along those lines as far as the time, but regardless, we've been letting them know a long time, and then we are getting mass. We got a pretty good dosage of flooding today, in the, uh, in the neighborhood, and that is in large part, I'd have to say, due to the lack of vegetation and trees that we have to absorb. Um, Absorb the water. Um, Georgetown to Georgetown is also a pretty heavily industrialized neighborhood. We have less trees and less plants, so we have less uh, less stuff to, like foliage, to slow down the uh, floodwaters when they comes over the riverbank. Uh, King County has been planning to upzone South Park. And put even more uh, residents in this area, which, um, along with buildings and studies, have shown that this will increase flooding like we had today, um, which is pretty bad because I personally had flooding in my basement uh, today and there has been. probably other people houses were flooded today but um yeah it's just not good um there needs to be action taken by the county to help out our neighborhood and they just are not caring um haven't been caring um King County has also not been doing um outreach or giving notice to the residents and property owners and that puts us and future residents at risk for damage and like harm to ourselves, depending on how dangerous the floodwaters are. I mean, it got pretty high up today. Uh, Luckily I wasn't there, but um, if we don't have permeable ground with the trees and open land to mitigate, flooding like we had today. Um, If they are trying to remove trees and add more buildings, there will be no place for the water to go. And as it is, South Park uh, gets a lot of heavy rainfall and the tides are high from the Duwamish River and we get flooding from that. Um, But today was especially bad because... In the past, there's been uh, our neighborhoods been getting protection from the trees that we had, but developers came through and they tore down a lot of trees on Mara Farms and did just cut out a whole bunch of trees there for really no purpose other than I guess to make the park look nicer. But it took away a large part of the nature feel and look where we had uh, trees there, so um so yeah we've had we we're having a lot less flood protection than we have had and going back to what i was talking about ram mounts yesterday is the more trees and homes and uh, obstacles that can slow down the flood are taken out by these developers um i mean the worse the floodwaters are going to get because they're just going to Run over like the neighborhood, not be slowed, so slow down. They're just gonna zoom over it because there is no trees or foliage or any vegetation to slow it down. That's just gonna run through all of our streets and be like a scene from Lord of the Rings, where the the except where we don't want it to happen, where the Ents are taking down the dam at Isengard. But it's like we don't want this to happen to our neighborhood because. Um, we don't feel like swimming in the wintertime, um, and, yeah, all that icky water from industrial, we, we don't want to swim in the river, so we don't, so we don't want the river to be brought up to us, um, and it seems like not just our area in South Park and Georgetown, but in a lot of, uh, a lot of poor neighborhoods that are by the river where you, wherever you may be the county or the state or the federal government or maybe all of them turned a blind eye to your neighborhood because they're not quote-unquote rich neighborhoods and that's just really awful because we have the money to pay for programs that will help people in these neighborhoods and it's like I don't care what side of the aisle you are on Republican or Democrat or independent or how you may uh, want to view yourself. I mean, everybody can kind of agree on human decency and take care of your citizens. I mean, from even from a business perspective, I mean, well cared for citizens are more likely to buy into the uh, economy and like, buy into it and feel happy to live there instead of trying to leave at the first chance they can get because the government that is by them doesn't give a fuck about them um so that is that on flooding um yeah to end that just that trees are very very important not just for holding back flood waters i mean mangroves by coastal areas will keep like tsunamis from forming because they'll break up the water i mean trees are very important for breaking up flood waters be so that they don't like rise and like mess up neighborhoods and cause millions and billions of dollars in property and uh building damage i mean it's i mean common sense where you It's also trees are just nice because you have shade and I mean, it keeps the neighborhood cool and you have all these cool critters that live in them. Um, But yeah, but um, I digress. So the next topic that we are going to be speaking on is uh, wages during the pandemic. A lot of people that I've seen in the news are well, a lot of companies, I should say more so are and politicians are pissed that people aren't wanting to go back to work. And well, it's like during the pandemic, it's like it is, as I said yesterday, it's laid bare a lot of our flaws in our current system. It's like, yeah, I could go back to work, but. What if I catch COVID or some other sickness? It's like, who's gonna pay for my medical bills? How's my family gonna be taken care of? I mean, this is an yet another this podcast that I'm doing, like the other podcasts I will be doing, is a nonpartisan. It's like the nice thing is both sides of the aisle can relate, which is what we need more of in this country. We need people working together in order to make this a livable country where People are not trying to flee from the U.S. They're trying to come here and live, like they used to be the case. But, um, but it's like it's human decency is something that we can agree on, and it's like the Bezoses and the Musks and the people in these companies. Yeah, they they can't fix the economy by themselves. I get that, but it's like. Something that they can't afford to do is they can't afford to pay their workers a living wage. It's like as I said yesterday, people if they become rich, it's a bonus. But a lot of people are looking to have enough money to care for their family and be comfortable and like not have to worry about if I'm gonna be able to have enough money to make it through bills for the month or Hey, if, I, if I'll have a little extra in case one of my kids get sick. I mean, it's one of those things where as long as people are content and they're comfortable, I mean, you don't have to worry about, I mean, citizens losing faith and becoming resistant, which is becoming the case in my neighborhood because we're tired of the of the county not paying attention to our wants and our needs and it's like we're sick and tired of it because we're finding it harder to breathe there and it's like so what i'm trying to say is that if you want people to work you need to make it worth their while to work i mean a lot of Workers that want to work can't work because they're not paid enough to work because working is not cheap. You have to pay for car insurance. You have to pay for medical insurance. You have to pay for gas to get to work. You have to pay for all these expenses that come out of your paycheck. You have, In a lot of places, they don't pay for your commute to get to work, which takes people a good amount of time to get to work. And it's... if. Workers don't feel appreciated. They, they're they not going to work, or if they do, they're not going to work as hard because it's like I'm not going to bust my ass and risk getting sick and not being able to care for my family. It's like these big companies and corporations want people to work harder, but they're not willing to pay the money to reflect it. They just want money, 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 money. They're just like, what's the minimum money that we can get away with paying our workers? I mean, yeah, you want to turn a profit, but you also want to have workers that like will bend over backwards and bust their ass because, hey, this is a good place to work. I want to help them succeed because I get paid enough money to actually give a shit whether or not the company does succeed. And it's like, there's this guy I keep talking about my friends with. He's not perfect. I mean, no one is, but his name's Dan Price, and he he runs this place called Gravity Payments, and he found out a bunch of years ago that his uh, workers didn't have enough money to ban living wage. Well, he himself was like a millionaire, like a really rich CEO, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to, like, sell off a bunch of my homes and assets so I can afford to give my workers a big enough raise that they'll buy into the company. They'll help me out. They'll have a living wage so they can afford to buy homes, so they can afford to invest in 401Ks, and they'll be, like, loyal because it's, like, this is a place they feel like they can grow. And you know what? All my workers in my company, it's, like, he could say now it's like uh like ni- something crazy like 97% of them bought into the 401k i mean you had a lot of his workers buying their first homes i mean and during the pandemic i heard that like they took a pay cut so that they could like keep more workers on it's like that kind of workplace mentality of hey this place and this ceo actually give a fuck about me is like hey maybe i should stick around and help this place grow and like they've tripled his profits or i've heard something crazy like his workers have tripled the company's profits in like the three to five years since he instituted this and it's like see you pay your workers well and they'll like build your company it's like It's not that complicated. I mean, it's like he doesn't have going-to-space money like Bezos and Musk, but what he does have is a whole bunch of oil in place now because, hey, I have enough money I can care for my family, and if my kid needs to go to the medical facility for treatment, hey, I got enough money to do that. It's like... I haven't gotten a job during the pandemic since I was laid off due to COVID. And part of that is because I don't want to risk my health. But part of it too is like, I don't know of a place that would pay me enough to risk it. I don't have enough. I don't know if there's a place that can pay me enough to be worth my time. And I could feel like I'm doing as much good as I am in my community with what I do in my day-to-day life. It's like my community is one of the most important things in my life right now. And... Uh-huh. The reason that, like nurses, we have a large drop of nurses in the hospitals right now is, even if we didn't have COVID, I mean, nurses aren't paid nearly enough for the shit they have to put up with on a daily basis, and all these lobbyist corporations in the medical field, they don't want to, they don't want to pay their their workers well, and then they get surprised where the when the quality of nurses are dropping because people don't want to be nurses because they don't want to expose themselves to diseases and they aren't getting paid enough for their time. And we're surprised when our quality of teaching is dropping because people have figured that, I mean, teachers are tired of paying for supplies out of their own pockets. I mean, y- you don't see, like, cops and, like, Military departments, I mean, having like the uh, generals and shit, and like the guys in the army having to pay for these weapons out of their own pockets. They have a budget that covers this, and the for the most part, it's like you don't see. It's like teaching is like a profession where you're doing it like the most one of the in other countries like Finland, where you have like they'll be like a family that will have like one of the girls in the family will be a doctor. One will be a lawyer and one will be a teacher. And it's the teacher that the family brags on because teachers, they're a lot less stressed. They're a lot higher paid. And it's like, Hey, they're not stressed out. And it's like the government has realized that, Hey, they're also acting as like a place where they're caring for kids, a bunch of, time out of the day it's like they're almost like the home away from home for the kids we should pay them to reflect this so that hey we got good quality teachers we got teachers that are teaching our kids well and not feeling taken advantage of and they're happy and they're like I'm looking forward to going to work instead of I'm looking for a new career that will actually pay me enough money that I can afford to live and that's nice because I'm not so stressed out right now, but, um, but it's like, I'm tired of the, the rich, like you'll see a lot of these corporations. It's like rich people will talk about poor people, like living off the tit of the government and yada, yada, yada. Well, it's like, yet you fail to mention, Hey, I'm getting a bunch of bailouts and tax cuts and all this other stuff that I could be using to provide jobs and paying my workers higher. But, you know, I'm just going to go buy another house with that because I don't care about my workers. And it's like, I don't care that my workers are having to piss in water bottles and shit in paper bags. I mean, um, yeah, it's like... Instead of using that money to care for my workers, I'm just going to hoard it out of some misplaced desperation that I will become the richest man in the world or the, the richest person in the world. And that's like, this is not how our society needs to run. I mean, we don't like to talk as much about ancient history as we should in this country, I think. And one of the topics I'm going to touch on is ancient Athens briefly. I mean, back in the day, the uh, ancient Athenians had these forums where around, around their tax season back in the ancient civilization of Athens, I don't really know if they had a tax season, but regard this. They'd have forums. They they would discuss like who got to pay taxes, who could pay the most taxes. I mean, uh, they would have, from what I've heard in my research, they would literally come to, to blows over who could provide the best benefit to society by paying the most taxes. I don't know if you could imagine Bezos and Musk and these other rich guys and corporations coming to blows over, I want to provide the best benefit to the the American people. No, I want to provide it. It's like, I would love to see that. I would love to see these corporations fighting over, hey, who can be the best... uh, best benefactor to society and help society move, move forward because there'd be a competition that everybody would win. But, um, as we've progressed from the, and become more cultured from ancient civilization, we seem to have forgotten that. I mean, I'm not rich, but it's like, I feel that it is my duty to ask someone with a little bit more money to like, help invest in the community and like help my community. I don't have enough money to like really help the world, but I have enough money to at least start with helping invest in my community and help invest the next generation up on like clean air and trees and educating them on like how to care for our planet. And it's like, I'm not looking for tax breaks. I'm not looking for like government bailouts cause I'm spending money to help the community. It's like, I'm not looking for that because that's not the kind of person I am. It's like family and community are more important to me than riches. It's like, plus if I was that kind of person, I mean, as soon as I am gone, people are gonna be like, wow, I'm so glad that guy is gone. I mean, he had no morals, and it's like, let's dance on his grave because he was that big of an ass, and, like, I want to be remembered as someone who, like, yeah, he gave up so much of his time and effort and his money to, like, help people live better lives. I mean, he was invested in helping his community, even though the quality of error and the quality of life wasn't that great when he started i mean he made it so that the next generation could not get asthma from these fumes by the time they get to age 30 it's like i want the next generation have a fighting chance at changing the world for the better i mean but i digress i don't like going on about myself A lot. I mean, I've got a... When I have to stand up in front of people and sing, I get like stage fright and stuff like that. There is one other topic I would like to talk about before I'm done tonight. It wasn't originally planned, but I would like to talk about depression because I feel like depression is one of those topics we don't talk a lot about. I mean... When I was in AmeriCorps, I mean, I felt it was my duty to, because I was supposed to set a good example for my second year in the program and not, like, not like be lovey-dovey with people and show affection and have a girlfriend or that kind of stuff. And it's like, I told the core members that I had talked to, one of my uh, former friends had a americorps team and it's like i told him it's like you know like do work and have fun the program but like if you meet someone you like and have a relationship with them i mean have a relationship i mean be happy i mean we're, it seems like we're so afraid in this country to like show our emotions that we we gotta be so masculine all the time we gotta like not show emotions because showing emotion is weak and it's like i tried that and i got so depressed after americorps i mean there was a time that i like my book about depression is like after my friend got killed by the car and the hit and run it's like after the program ended i got so depressed that I almost took some pills one day and then, like, tried to commit suicide because it's, like, I was so afraid of letting my walls down and being emotional with people that it was, like... And I still kind of have that today, and that kind of messed me up, where it's, like, I don't feel like I can be super close with people, but it's, like, it's slowly starting to change because I've come to the realization that... Uh, I need to be human and express emotion and, like, take comfort and affection and hugs and love and cuddles. And, I mean, we're human and we need this kind of stuff even if we don't want to admit to ourselves. And, I mean, the pandemic has made this especially hard because we can't touch and hug as much with people because COVID. And it's like... My suggestion would just be, like, Zoom with people that you love and you care about. I mean, write them love letters if you, like, like someone they'll like you back. I mean, write them cute notes. I mean, things that just keep the depression at bay. I mean... It's really important, I mean, to keep yourself uplifted in times like these where it's, like, it's a, it's a time to, that we should really be, like, coming together and trying to figure out how to get through this. And it's, like, I feel like now more than ever, it's, like, the guys at the top with the money and the government's, like, need to work together and provide benefits and support for the the common people that go through times like this because, I mean, other countries have literally seen the, uh, the effects of not doing stuff like this and not treating your people well, like in France, where head on pikes, and, I mean, it's scary what can happen if people, if people i mean feel taken advantage of and like the the people at the top and the government don't care about them Is you can end up in messy and scary situations and it's like stop giving the rich bailouts and tax cuts it's like we last topic kind of subtopic of the wages one but it's like this so-called reaganomics trickle down effect kind of thing where if we give money to the people at the top, it will surely trickle down and they will they will feed money back into the economy because they will and they're good people and they're not selfish or greedy in any way. Um, so what ends up happening with that is you give lots of people at the top, the rich cheapo- people, money. What happens is they hoard it and they... Like, put it in stocks and stuff because they don't need the money so much. And, uh, it doesn't really trickle down. It's like gold nuggets and, like, a strainer as the gold nuggets don't really strain out the bottom. The gold nuggets just stri- stay in the strainer and the rocks and stuff trickle will trickle out like the little pebbles, but... Like the little tiny ones, but the, uh in this sifter but the gold stays at the top what we should try doing is bear with me here for a moment it's very complicated you give more money people at the bottom and they've gotta spend it so they spend it so the money goes out into the economy and it helps it circulate because people are spending more money on goods and then that money will eventually go up to the top of the people that make those products and their rich CEOs, it just takes a little bit longer. But they still get their money. It's just that the the people at the bottom get the money first. And it's like, people at the top still get the money. So, I mean, we should try the trickle-up the trickle way this time. I mean. All right. Um that's it for my podcast. Um, thank you.